Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is our producer and resident tech dude, Jonathan. What's going on, guys? Also joining us today is our co-host, Ryan. He is the number one Disney dude. Hello, dudes. And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. As planners, we're thinkers. As thinkers, we're planners. And we're always looking to improve vacations for our clients and we're also trying to improve vacations for ourselves so we thought we'd tackle a very different topic today that we haven't tried before that could be a bit of a wish list or a bucket list but more than anything else we know through our expertise that the world in Orlando is not perfect and we as omnipotent travel planners could change the world if only we had the ability to change five things to make it the perfect vacation destination. So here we go. We're going to pick out some things that we don't particularly care for at Walt Disney World that we would remove or change, get rid of altogether to make it the ultimate in the best vacation for you and for us. Right, dudes? That was a lot of big words in there. I think I lost you at some point. (laughs) Something or other, I don't even know what happened there. Uh, I I listen at a third grade level, Carl, and I don't know about our listeners. They they seem like an intelligent bunch. They probably got you, but I don't know. remember remember he's he's trying to be classy oh he is drinking wine tonight so that yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense it's a different carl this is no longer the the eight percent beer carl that we normally deal with on wednesdays here at dude's dish disney and while you are listening to us at eight o'clock in the morning i promise you we are not live recording with carl with eight percent beers or wine well you know and also it's i just felt uh, so inspired it's one of the first recordings we're doing well i'm actually in florida so when, once you're in florida you have a different vibe a different feel and uh, i'm kind of excited to be recording from florida because maybe i can make this a habit and hang out here more often and record so you're getting know, to the age of retirement in florida carl yeah uh, I, I know you want to think that but i'm still working i you know <laughs> I looked, I looked out the window today and I saw these golfers going around. First of all, I was pissed because, you know, I came down here and my club had a ladies day all day, Tuesday, a men's day all day, Wednesday. And then they had the uh, member guests Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I couldn't get a tea time. Right. 
And, and so you're sitting here working from the office at home and you're watching all these golfers out there having a good time. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? Everyone else is retired and I'm still working, right? So granted, everybody here is like 10 years older than me. I don't belong here. But anyways. So, um, so if anybody was curious about the definition of first world problems, I'm pretty sure you just got it from Carl. <laughs> And that's really a great segue. Let me translate into <laughs> English and dumb it down for you, Ryan, of these first world problems, because that's really what we're talking about. Um, and, and this week's episode It's you know, Disney World's a great place and it has a lot to offer. But, you know, true Disney fanatics get to be complainers, right? We get to say, you know, either it used to be better or we wish it was better. Or if I was doing it, I'd do it this way, right? And there's some things that really get in the way of that perfect vacation, or they get under our skin of things that we wish we didn't have to deal with, right? When we were on vacation. And let's that be honest, let's be honest. There's a bunch of things that Disney can't control that I would still want to get rid of, right? Which also can apply in this list. So let's, I just want to make sure our listeners are prepared. Like this is really anything's on the table that we could we like if we want to make sure nobody's allowed to fart at walt disney world because i know carl loves fart jokes right if we if if that's what you're if, if that's what you want to do if that's what you want to say as part of when you're five here go for it right and that's there you go there that now that's better in the spirit of what we're trying to accomplish is you know what are we going to get rid of you know, and each one of us is going to get five things to get rid of. Can they be the same things we can, you know, agree and maybe have some crossover on the list? Um, or do we all have to have five unique things, Ryan? I mean, we can do whatever the heck we want to do, right? I, if if we have some crossover, that's okay. If I would say the more unique stuff we can throw out there, the better. But there's only so many things. We're all Disney lovers, so there's a chance that we may not we may not come across the same things. I, we may come across the same. I don't know. We'll see. Great. So, um, John, why don't you kick us off? What is, if you could get rid of something at Disney World, if you had a list of up to five, but let's start off with one thing at Disney World. If you can get rid of that, whatever it may be, it, like Ryan said, it could be anything. What would it be? So... I'm going to start my list off here. I, when I was thinking this, I went more, a little more practical um, with some of the choices here on my list. Um, the first one that I want to get, I want to get rid of, and I wish they would get rid of is the no park hopping before 2 PM. Um, I think that just, that needs to stop at this point where we're beyond the pandemic. We're beyond all the need for, um, capacity all that stuff let's just let people jump around start at one park give them a, make them stay around in a park for a little bit of time because chances are you're going to go ride something in one park and within an hour it's okay go to another park simple enough let's let's be honest here i mean do we, do we really need to stick till that two o'clock time no we really don't so come on Let's the only, the only question I have, the only question I have that we don't know, because otherwise I, I agree with you. You're right. Right. It's kind of a silly thing. You know, for 47 years, they were able to do park. Well, not that long uh, for roughly 
37 years, right? Because once you had Epcot, that's when you could start to park hop, right? They were able to do it with no problems, but is it a staffing issue still? Is it still an issue of them making sure that they need to have people on certain shifts in order to cover it? Because if so, okay, I get it. If not, you're right, get rid of it, right? Like it, what's, I'm paying the extra dime to be able to park hop, let me park hop whenever the hell I wanna park hop. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree with you. If it, if it is a staffing issue, I understand it. But at the same point, I don't feel that it's going to be an everyday problem. I mean, I get on certain certain days, holidays, certain days that make sense for capacity to be at what it's at and all that. But 90% of the time, just a normal run of the mill day. There's there's no reason why those standard days can't have any exceptions. Maybe you just build something on the app that shows a capacity limit right for park hopping so that way you can have it all day but if you open your app it's up to you if you don't want to open your app and look at it and you take the chance it's on you but if you open your app and it says oh epcot's at capacity i can't park hop into epcot you know but i can park hop to hollywood studios maybe that's a happy medium i don't know but it's not like they don't count people as they walk in everybody work, walks through a turnstile so it'd be pretty easy for them to turn that into data that they can share live well, they can share wait times they can share that well, let's be honest too. If you're wearing a uh, if you're wearing a magic band, they can track you. Yeah, they, they're not telling you they can track you, but they they can track you. It's the technology's there. They can track you with it. Yeah. I believe that the uh, the change, this change, has led to further congestion in the parks, right? Because think about it: if you've got four parks and they have X amount of capacity, and we've talked about capacity before. But uh, everyone's going to go and camp out to where they are till two o'clock. If, if you take 10, 5%, 10%, 15% of the population and they go to a, they get a park hopper, they go to park A for a character breakfast, and then they want to go to park B or someone wants to do the four park challenge in one day. They're a percentage of the time that they're traveling around and hopping, they're not in the parks. And if they're not in the parks, there's less congestion, right? So it, it solves two problems. To your point, Ryan, yes, they've done it for 40 years on the anniversary of, of Epcot. They've, they've That's when hop, park hopping started, right? So it can be done. I think the question is, you know, it is a financial question. It is a staffing question, you know, hire people back so you have the capacity to do that and deliver that value for someone right and i think that's a great one john that you picked um you know and it works ryan what would you pick to to be uh, eliminated really simple for me i would eliminate anybody who puts their children on their shoulders for a show I can't stand that. I can't stand that I've waited in line for a fireworks show or a harmonious show or whatever show that there is. And I got a nice line and I, I, you know, and people wait for two, three hours for that. And then some jerk in the middle of everything puts his kid up on his shoulders. Don't get me wrong. A kid's got every right to watch that show. Right. And I understand it's hard for kids to watch that show. Have them stand in their stroller. Hold them at your shoulder. Don't put them up on your shoulders and block thousands of people behind you from being, well, maybe that maybe that's an over-exaggeration, but dozens of people behind you from being able to see the whole show. Um, to me, that should be like, I don't know, it's Disney technology. You have a UFO flying above, and as soon as it happens, zap, they're gone. 
<laughs> see ya. I'm out of here. You know, I, I, parades, you name it. There's a lot of things where I don't like that. And I just think it's a rude thing to do to people. If you're not standing at the back, you know, uh, where you're not blocking anybody's view, then you shouldn't be doing it. All right. So are we removing the actual person who does this or we're removing the ability for them to do it? The ability for them to do it. I mean, I mean, we don't need to be throwing people out of the parks for being rude. If that happened, there would be nobody in the parks, you know, especially in California. <laughs> but no, there you go. And and that the reason I ask that question, whether we're removing the person or 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 the function, is because that's that's the first thing I would change if I had my wish. In the immortal words of Yogi Berra. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded, right? There's just too many people that are in the parks. And we've talked about the lack of attractions, the congestion, the staffing, the not opening up everything to full functional ability, park hopping, all these things that contribute. And it just makes it less enjoyable. I pine for the days when you could take pictures around the park with your family and a venue and not have a million people. We've talked about ECVs and strollers and crowds and manipulating through them uh, and the congestion. We've talked about uh, all of these issues, which make it less enjoyable for everyone. I think one of the reasons people come out so frustrated and tired at the end of the day and kids are miserable, it's, it's just dealing with crowds. now. We've also talked as people who are seasoned at navigating through the parks and as bigger guys, we can work with the crowds, right? We know how to maneuver and work through them and get where we want to go and, um, and work through it. So they're less of an issue for us. And I think as a seasoned park goer, you can, we can deal with this, but boy, it would be nice if there was like 20% less people <laughs> all over the place, right? Um, they say that the uh, reservation systems helps control this. I don't see any control. I see a free for all. So whatever used to happen that did not uh, make it a less enjoyable situation because of crowds, boy, I wish they'd figure it out and bring it back. Um, so crowds, that's the number one thing I'd like to get rid of, crowds. So let's let's work backwards through me on the next one, just because the one I have goes hand in hand with that, right? Like we're linking together. One of the things I'd like to see them change, I think we all agree that the Genie Plus and Lightning Lane system is not fantastic. <laughs> um, one of the things I'd like to see them do is, you know what, just copy what Universal does and what Six Flags does. I want to see an unlimited pass, right? Don't give me this pass that gives me access to some and not to others. One fee for this one or a different charge for that one. It just adds complication. It adds too much time looking down at your phone throughout the day. Too much time spent on the app. Overcharge me if you have to. I'm okay with that. It's 150 bucks, but it's unlimited lightning lanes. You can go on any rides you want, and they only sell so many of them, or like Universal does. Once you sell X amount of them, the price starts going up. So maybe they're $110 a start, but once we sell, I don't know, 10% capacity of the park with lightning lanes, they go to 150. 
And once we sell another 5%, guess what? Now it's $300 per person. That's what Universal does with their, with their uh, express passes. If you show up on a busy day at Universal to buy an express pass at the gate, it's $300 to $350, right? We were there when it happened, right? Yeah. We were there. I've seen it multiple times. But you know what? If you're willing to pay it, hey, go for it. Why not, right? But if you're not, then stand in the lines. But I, I just think that it, at least that way people don't have to be frustrated by it. It can link right to their ticket. They don't need to wait for a return time. You don't need to manage all that. Just boom, zap, you're in, go. Just keep going. Right. So, since the theme of this show is what we would get rid of, I just want to be clear. What you're getting rid of is the present system. The, the current Okay. I would get rid of the current Genie Plus, the Lightning Lane, and even the previous FastPass Plus system, right? It just even going back to that, yeah. I know it was free, and that's why people liked it, but it still was broken system. It was still a broken system. So just update it to what everybody else does at this point, charge for it, and, and be done with it. Awesome. John, what's next on your list? What would you get rid of? All right. So I'm, 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 I'm glad Ryan uh, mentioned kind of what he mentioned, because it kind of leads into my next one, where there's so many, so many issues with Disney IT that Disney needs to drop their current app. And they need to completely redesign how their website works. I'm sorry, I know as planners, we deal with it more than the average person does with a lot of the issues, with the glitches, with all kinds of issues, linking things and whatnot. But I'm sorry, at this point in the way technology is with web design, with coding, with everything, it's not that crazy hard to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars to redesign everything. I know it's costly when you hear that number, but let's get a system that works. I'm that's sorry. Peanuts. That's peanuts to them. That's nothing. Oh, you and, I know. I, and we know how easy this is. And we know, I'm, I know they're using the wrong HTML code and everything to do it. That, that's why it makes uh, changes so difficult. The, the whole platform, if you dig into it, is just the wrong uh, platform altogether they need to get more current and then they can make these adjustments on the fly to make everyone's life easier to your point, John, right? So they're using the antiquated technology. Um, and then, and I'm going to lump, you know, I agree with you, the IT stuff that you've lumped on everything, their, their call center is antiquated from an IT perspective. Hell, they've got the same music on hold from 1978 on there. Right. I mean, they, hang on a second. They now give you the option to turn off the music, which is a nice new option. So they've <laughs> updated the antique a little bit. And I will say that even on busy days, like recently, we've had some issues with hurricanes and bad storms that have caused some issues at Disney. On those days, a few years ago, that's a three hour hold time for us travel planners minimum. Today it was 10 minutes for me. The, when I had to do it. So that's impressive. I, yeah, I, I say that's very impressive. For as much as I do agree with you historically, it feels like we might actually be shifting in a good direction. For yeah, but I don't think it's technology, Ryan. I think it's headcount that solves yeah, that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So I mean, at the same, at the same, to, to Carl's point, too, I mean, look at this. I mean, the three of us to a point, I know the two of you guys to a point, 
get to work from home a little bit. A lot of that's they're they're bringing in people work from home, and that's an easy setup. Plug a VoIP yeah. phone in, get them a laptop, get them on the right network. Boom. Instead of fixing the main problem, we're just adding more bodies, which isn't the bad thing. But at the same point, we're just we're literally just muffling the problem with more. It's really what it is. I think that's excellent. So, man, so far there, there's there's five things here, and I think I'm I'm happy with what everyone's picking and saying to do. So I'm going to get rid of something um, that. If, if I could get rid of it, I really would, because it's sort of a motto I have. I travel for business anyways, and I like um, wherever I go uh, in my travels, uh, whether, whether I'm with clients or my employees, I love um, trying local restaurants and local things that are different. Uh, Disney does this so well when they have pick a theme and they go for it. And I would like to eliminate on property, any homogeneous chain restaurant. I just, I know there's sponsors and I know that helps things and it probably defrays costs and, you know, people love Starbucks and, and I get it, you know, I get it, but you go to these theme parks to escape reality. And when you try to escape reality and there you have a, household marquee name you know in front of you I, I it just spoils the whole situation for me right so any of those things now to drill in deeper on that specifically you got to get rid of rainforest cafe and t-rex and planet hollywood they all suck anyways and it just disney could do so much better and then because you have independent people like you know chef art who does a wonderful theme and a wonderful quality food. And it's just so different than, than, than these chain uh, restaurants. Then you get, you know, um, you know, something like Jack Lin Lindsay's that uh, is just perfectly themed. It's not, you know, sponsored by any underlying corporate thing, but it's, you know, like a lot of the restaurants in the park. So I would like to get rid of the blatant use of chain restaurants for food um the food quality seems to be better when it's produced and thought of by disney and seems to be awful when it's a chain i'm struggling with this one a little bit yeah this and this, this this one's a challenge uh carl you might want to go uh open the door because you're going to get someone like guy fietti who's just going to come kick your ass for kicking him out of disney yeah, but um, I mean, Gaffiati though, that's is chicken guy well known. Is it a chain or is no, it no, just no, no. That, it is a you're, chain, yes. talking about a chef? It's like our Smith. I'm not talking about a, a, a chef, right? Who's got a marquee chef restaurant. I'm talking about a chain, right? There's a big difference. You so, go to Vegas, you go to Vegas, and Guy Freddy's got a place, and you know, uh, Emerald Lagasse's got a place. That's not a chain. They put their name on a particular product and a particular flavor. And they do it. There's not a million of those, you know, there, franchises. There's a, there's a balance there, though, because there are a couple of those, right? Like you have Frontera, for instance, which you can buy frozen Frontera in your local supermarket. So, you know, that's that's a celebrity chef that's thrown his name on a chain, right? But here, here's where I'm struggling with this. And, and I think you'll come to appreciate this, that maybe you 
either you're going to argue semantics with me or or you you understand that you have to give away some good with bad right is if we do that yes get rid of um anything rainforest cafe that's one of the worst restaurants ever created period end of story um but if you're going to do that you also have to get rid of the boathouse and you also have to get rid of shulas because those are restaurants that are fantastic but they are chains you know boathouse is a gibson's restaurant that's a gibson's is so so here comes the semantics <laughs> if I'm owned by an organization and I have that, if I went along that uh, logic, then I'd have to get your Yak and Yeti and Space 2020 because they're all managed by the same restaurant management company, right? They're all invested by that company. That's not what I'm saying. That's a that's a group of entrepreneurs that has multiple products out there and they've really customized a lot of them for Disney, right? Okay. So there so, might be, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's, I don't think there's 700 boathouses around. If there no, were, but there's I, a bunch of Gibsons, but, but okay. Yeah, but that's it. It's, you if know we, what I'm saying? But the underlying we, restaurant company is fine because that's a quality organization. We I'm do have to, real chains. We do have know? to get rid of Shula's though. I'll give you Boathouse from yeah. that perspective, but we all love Shula's, right? Yeah. And we would have to get rid of Shula's if we did that because Shula's is a chain. That's, I mean, that's. It's a very, 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 very good. Well, technically, it's not on Disney property. It's on a Marriott. Uh, see, more semantics. There uh-huh, we go. There we I go. knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. But uh, no, but I agree with you. Ultimately, yes, I agree with you. You're you're in a place that is known for creativity. Why does that not exist everywhere? Why, honestly, Joffrey's too. And I know it's been around Disney forever. First of all, Joffrey sucks. I'm sorry. I'm a coffee fan. Joffrey sucks. Every once in a while, there's a good coffee that comes out yeah, from Joffrey. Coffee with the rum in it, we've talked about this fine. Right. But everything and some of the frozen ones are, are pretty decent if you're, you know, 98 degrees, but you need coffee, right? Yeah, and we could do without it. We could do better, right? Yeah. But you can't tell me with all the craft coffee places all across the country that you can't create craft coffee places for Disney. You can't find a local roaster who's willing to make a special coffee bean for Disney that's not named Joffrey's or Starbucks. If you think about the theme and, and, and conservation and everything and free trade with coffee and everything in South America, that's a perfect place to have that kind of craft person who's also participating in the ecological method and get rid of Joffrey's, just do it. Disney could do it. They're not. They're gonna have to train their own baristas, right? But but that's fine. They and can you do think it. about the people who line up outside of those coffee shops, right? Like anybody who's lining up outside of a Starbucks at Disney because it's Starbucks, I guarantee you, you would extend that line further if you put a place that was a actual coffee house and not a franchised Starbucks, right? Oh. Much less two Starbucks at Disney Springs, which is even more ridiculous. Like that, really that is, I'm sorry, that is pathetically ridiculous. I will say yeah. at the same point, though, most of the people that are going to Starbucks in the parks or Disney Springs, they can't tell the difference between one type to the next. I'm sorry. I know that's insulting to a lot of people that say they can, but let's be honest. You probably can't. I mean, yes, you can tell the difference between Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts because one's crap and one is actually decent. But I'm curious which one you think is crap and which one you think is decent. 
I might be from New England and Boston, but the answer is pretty obvious. I like dunks, man. I like dunks. I, I like dunks too, but I'm sorry. But when I'm getting a cup of coffee, when I'm getting a cup of coffee that tastes like burnt crap every other time I go. Well, yeah, that's just that's answer. just poor management of the coffee. But but yeah, uh, no, I, I think it's great. Everyone has a talent. To John's point and to what you're saying, Ron, everyone has a talent, and they have a Starbucks and they have a Dunkin's or they have whatever. Yeah. But you also have these local places that are just fantastic, right? And my point is give give the money to the local person. It's bad enough I'm giving all my money to Disney. Now I'm giving it in a cut of it to Starbucks at the same time. Now I feel like I'm really, you know, bent over a barrel. You know, just just stop it. Just get out of here. I'm thinking of the line, the line from Liar Liar after he gets busted and his car gets all scraped up. If you know the movie and you know the line. I don't need to say anything further, but all right, let's, let's keep moving on because that's giving me gas, uh, which brings up my next point, which is I want to get rid of the barnyard smell that's in the monorail. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you've, if anybody else smells it the way that I do, I feel like the last half dozen, dozen times I've been on the monorail, I feel like every third time I feel like they had just transported zoo animals on the monorail. Like it smells like I'm walking through a petting zoo and like, listen, this isn't BO because it's the same distinct smell every single time. And if I hope somebody out there goes, Oh my God, he's right. It does smell like a zoo in there. And it's not just me, but like, like I was so happy to be wearing a mask during COVID because I didn't have to smell it. You know, it was terrible in there. So if you've experienced it, um, hopefully you agree with that, but let's, let's put some smell inside the monorail, please. So I have not experienced that. And that's, that's a good one. I, uh, I will give you that one. I, I I can't touch that much on that one because, again, I haven't smelled that, but I, I believe you. So, Ryan, in that I'm going to side with Jonathan. I have not experienced that either. Um, so that's interesting. So, look, at there's a lot of smells in the parks and the hotels in Florida, right? One of the things that people get used to is the smell of sulfur water, which is a Florida thing, right? You turn the shower on and everything. Um, one of the things that uh, you kind of get used to um, is that heavy smell of humidity when you're in there. You know, there's a certain smell that comes with that uh, humidity. Um, working in the jungle cruise, it was like doubled because I was in a literal jungle and you'd have that stickiness and smell, right? But I've never experienced what what you're talking about. I agree with Jonathan. I, I I do not know to which you are referring, sir. All right. Well, let's throw it out there for Twitterverse and everybody else. If you've smelled the barnyard smell, please drop us a note and let these guys know I'm not crazy. If you haven't, apparently I need new deodorant. <laughs> that's that's all I'm going to say. Well, that's uh, that's something we're going to talk to you about after the oh, show. This is but... this is an intervention. I I understand now. <laughs> All right, who's up next with a pick? Uh, all right, I'll, uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, this one's probably either, this one might piss off a lot of people here. Um, going to Disney completely, utterly clueless of what you're getting involved in. <laughs> um, this, this one, I've, I've been, rec- I've been 
recognizing talking to some people more and more and more lately, um, not in business, just in general, of people not realizing how big Disney truly is. Um, people thinking that Disney is the size of like your local theme park or a Six Flags or something like that. And then being like, oh, no, no, no. I, I don't understand why they're charging me two, three times the cost of what I pay at so-and-so theme park up the street compared to what Disney is. And Disney wants that much money. Yeah, because Disney has that much more to offer. The value's there. I know it's expensive, but it's well worth going. Spend a little time, make the right investment and in some knowledge it it will benefit you for a long run. And I know two of you can probably agree with me on that one. Yeah. I mean, we can get rid of those people or you can just call your local MVP and make sure you know what you're doing before you go in the parks. I mean, that, that, that was fair too. I was waiting for one of you to drop that, uh, yeah. drop that line in there. I mean, it's true, right? Like we talk about this and I, I don't want to make this a sales pitch, but, if you're paying to go to Disney and you're not using a travel planner, you're literally giving 10% of your money away to Disney for no help. Whereas if you had bought it through one of us or any travel planner, you'd get help and we would get that 10% instead, right? You're paying it either way. Why are you going in clueless? Why are you spending thousands of dollars to go to Disney and be clueless when you have an option not to, that costs you the same amount of money. Makes no sense to me. Right. That's probably, you know, should be at the top of our list because it is something I don't know if we can get, you know, rid of that entirely. <laughs> That's a pretty. It's not going to happen. But we can do anything we want on this show, Carl. <laughs> this, is, this episode is brought to you by Figment. <laughs> I don't know. I think that request is right up there with world peace. You know, I don't know if we're ever going to get there. So. Like meta world peace. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. We know meta is not real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll take a stab at one. Um, there's, you know, and I think that, okay, this is, I'm going to take an easy one now because we're, we're getting really philosophical, but I'm going to take an easy one. We've talked about it. You're bastardizing my home. I'm, I'm getting rid of the magic carpets of Aladdin. They're just gone. <laughs> yes. yes. No explanation needed. Moving on. I wanted to get an easy one off my list. We've talked, we've all talked about it. We all agreed. I knew I'd get your support. Just blow it up and get it out of there. And we keep the llamas, though, please, because I really enjoy walking by and be like, watch out, they spit every single time. Like, that's so, my kids are like, yes, dad, we know yeah. they spit. Shut up. We cannot keep the llamas, Ryan, but we can keep the camels. Oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good call. They are not llamas. You're absolutely right about that. Or llamas, for that matter. They are camels. If we kept the llamas, then we need to be doing uh, another IP. And, this, would, uh, this would be the Dude's Dish Disney where Ryan drops acid and thinks donkeys are camels and camels are llamas. Wait, isn't that normal life for you anyways? No, I don't drop acid normally, John. 
No, I meant I meant the animal there, the the non-existent animal, not the acid. Wow. I mean, I got nothing. I got. Nothing. <laughs> all right, who wants to pick another one? Uh, all right, I got I got one now. That we're, we're throwing track. rhymes out here. Keeping track that we I, have, like. You know what? I'm not keeping track anymore. Let's just get rid of it all. Let's go. Let's just. <laughs> who needs five? If you've got twenty, lay it on us, John. You look pissed no. off. Let's do it. All right, I, I got I got one here. Um, now that now that Carl's thrown out the rides, um, we need to get rid of uh, um, Mission Space. Yeah, it, it's. I'm sorry. It's about time. There's never a line for that ride. No one likes the ride anymore. Disney spent way too much money on the ride. Let's get something a lot better that makes sense to be Mission waste of space. Yes. But they do have the little space ball out near it that you can go play with with water. You can still keep that damn stupid ball and then do something else. You got 2020 in the restaurant now, the, the 220. I mean, um, yeah, you know what? Here's an example of when, you know, Disney wanted to get that big thrust into the throw ride business. And they did this and they did it strong and they did it right. And it was too intense. But I, I don't know. I mean, it was built by NASA astronauts as consultants. When it was, they built it, it was pretty freaking cool. Um, I I still ride it. You know, I, it doesn't bother me that much. Which, which side you ride, though? That's the real question. I ride the intense side, the orange side. Bullshit. No, I do. <laughs> oh, John's calling you out. <laughs> no, I do. I do. Not every trip, but I may like maybe once a year. Not every trip, but on the next trip, he will to prove yeah, it to you. Jack. Just yeah, just just yeah. like just like he rides um, Space Mountain every every trip. I do. He rode it the last trip I was on with him. Yeah, I do. His back's never been the same since. But he rode Space Mountain <laughs> the last time I was with him. I mean, Mission Space is a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah. that Space Mountain incident was maybe top five funniest moments I've ever had at Disney. <laughs> and shout out to John Cook, who hopefully is listening along going, yep, me too. <laughs> uh, where's your where's your video recorder when you need it, right? So, um, yeah, no, but... It's I, left in the 80s, Carl. We don't have video recorders anymore. We have cell phones. Touche, <laughs> touche. We are, we are now even recorder video recorders and llamas we are now even <laughs> but see the llama had a video recorder and, and it was shooting water out of its nose it was amazing so yeah so i i'll, I'll gladly go on it john with you no problem and uh you know show you that it's you know it's, it's not that bad I, you know it is a shame that it doesn't get the attention it's one of those like you say we, we've talked about this before. Ryan says it very well. You know, it's, it, people complain when it's gone, but, you know, no one's in line for it anymore. Um, it, it's, uh, it does give you that real sensation, but I don't know. I mean, are people wimps? They can't do intense stuff anymore. I mean, people do a lot of more intense rides at other parks, but um, I know why you want to get rid of it, John. It's okay. I mean, you can't expand the imagination pavilion across there too make it really good. I'm just saying. what if it was There's journey into space with figment <laughs> would that make it different for you <laughs> uh there, there's enough space over with figment there's enough space for us to uh, improve that ride which brings us to the next point i would like to get rid of figment no i'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> just kidding all right i'll take another one 
I would like to get, and I want to be very specific about this. I want to get rid of Coronado Springs Resort, not Grandestino Tower, but everything else beyond Grandestino Tower. That resort to me, it just doesn't feel Disney. The, the tower is amazing. I'm fine if you want to rebuild it, retheme it, or put another tower type on the other side of the lake with the three bridges. Maybe you have three towers on the three bridges, you know, that, that are in that resort. But I just want to get rid of Coronado Springs Resort. I just think it's it's just weird. It just doesn't fit. And it's impossibly massively huge. And you can't even get an Uber if you're at the back end of the park without walking 15 minutes to the front of the park or front of the front of the resort. You know, like I, I just I hate that resort with a passion. Uh, outside of Grand Destino Tower, which is fantastic. It's a beautiful resort. I mean, I can I can I can understand that one. I think that's a I think that's a fair move. I mean, the tower changed that property dramatically. Yeah. And let's be honest. I mean that that's what really put that property back on the map for a lot of people. Um, I like your idea what you're saying about putting the two other towers. I think that would be the smart move. Um, the one thing I don't like is the amount of transportation that's over there, and I can. I can see why. I mean, it, it is kind of out in left field com- in comparison to some of the other resorts. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a, I think that's a smart one right there to call on. Yeah, you're right. It needs a Skyliner link from there, like to Disney Springs or something to, to improve it. The buses are awful. The only thing I'll say in your defense, I'm that I'm not disagreeing with you, Ryan, is you said, you know, it doesn't feel like Disney. It doesn't look like Disney. It doesn't have that you know, what everyone else is. And the only thing I'll say in the defense is it's tough to take a convention hotel and make it feel like it belongs in, in a property like Disney. Right. And then the one I'll point to also is over at universal Royal Pacific, that's their flagship convention hotel. And it's so sterile. We've been in there for meetings and everything. It, it's so far from anything like the pollination as far as theming, but it wasn't built for that. It was built for big shows and conventions and, you know, people to stay on property with that. And that's really what that property was. So the only thing I'm saying is I agree with you, but it, you know, Disney probably from a revenue standpoint needs a convention property or two smaller ones at contemporary, smaller ones at yacht club that's designed that way too. They probably need that bigger one uh, and the everything, the crazy stuff you point out going around there is really designed for the conventioneer, right? That, you know, it's one of the few places to go get your haircut. It's the extra amount of restaurants compared to any other property, the jogging trails, all that stuff. It's designed for people to, to participate in the activities. I'm okay with getting rid of it, but I understand why it doesn't fit to your, you know, you, and you point out rightfully, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't fit, but I understand why it's just tough to do that. Sure. I mean, but with the Grand Testino Tower, you have the convention of ability there. Like it's just a matter of replacing the one story rooms that are around the rest of the property and stacking them on top of each other and creating two more towers. If you if you just rename it to Grand Destino Towers and create two more towers, you can do the same thing with the same amount of rooms and have way better property. Yeah, I'm on board with you. I'm on yeah. board with you. You probably fine. do more, right? Because if you stack them upwards vertically, 
then you could put maybe even enough for like, I don't know, some mini golf courses back behind the, the back court, you know, or, or a bowling alley or other things that may be beneficial. You know, expand the convention center to do a real Vegas right. big convention, right? Yeah. Draw. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Okay. So um, I'm going to get rid of something that I know that has been on the hearts and minds of a lot of our listeners. Um and certainly would make our lives easier. <laughs> um, okay, it worked for a while. I get it. And I know why they kept it. And it's selfish. Get rid of park reservations. That's it. Done. Served its purpose. Over. Staff up. Get ready. Let me come. Let me be spontaneous to some degree at, at going to the parks when and where. You know, case in point, right? We've had now two foul weather incidents this year. There's other things. You know, people plan their whole lives around the vacation and their heart is set on going to a certain park and the reservation that day. And they get rained out, washed out, something out of their control. And now they have to scramble and adjust things and walk out just to make sure their kids go see, you know, Rise of Resistance because that's what they've been looking forward to for 16 months on their once in a lifetime Disney trip. You've got to get rid of this. You've got, you've got to let people do this. So when chaos ensues or they have a favorite and they want to go back, they're not stuck with a reservation to go, you know, we love all the parks and we want to see them equally, but all of a sudden, you know, the kids have grown up and they realize I don't want two days in magic kingdom. I want two days in Hollywood studio or, you know, getting back to the park hopping conversation. I want something. And the reservations is just, you know, blocking me from enjoyment. And I don't like to be blocked from enjoyment. Some emphasis on that. Wow. I, I, I feel there's some yeah. pent up rage there. You got some, uh, you got steak blocked. Um, I mean, listen, here, here's the thing. I don't disagree with you, except one of your other complaints is crowd management, right? So how do we do both? How do we get rid of park pass reservations and control the crowds and make sure the crowds don't get out of control? Because your other option to do that without park pass reservations is to show up at the gate and then find out it's packed. You can't come in, which the worst happens is what that happens on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and New Year's Eve. Fourth of July, yeah. Fourth of July, when you're spending even more money because those are peak times. And that used to happen. That used to happen to people. That happened to me. I got in late on a flight. I was supposed to go to Magic Kingdom. We had everything set. We didn't, our flight got delayed. We got steak blocked at, at the gate. And we went to Epcot and had a great time. Don't get me wrong, but I would have rather have gone just straight to Epcot if I knew that. And at least with Park Pass reservations, I can just look at my app and be like, yeah, that's And This goes back to the point we talked about earlier is if, if you don't have to make the reservation, at least tell people when it's full, when the capacity is full. Greg, um, can I just tell you, so we can probably count on two hands, right? The days... In, in 40 years, the days that parks have reached capacity, you can go to you know some of the touring plan calendars and tools that are out there and look at these uh, these situations. And I know, 
you know, in my stint there, it happened one day to one part, right? And, uh, you know, extra special situation that, that occurred that. Since then, it's been those classic days and people I think are prepared. And certainly if they're going through our advice in those peak times that things like that will happen. But um, there's a huge capacity at the parks now. It's safely and everything for people. Here's the uh, thing though. There's not, there's not right. Disney released recently. They still have not hit pre COVID levels for attendance at the parks. And the parks are busy. And we've talked about this. We talked about this six months ago on this show where I brought up the fact that I think it was the the Business of Disney show that we did that I brought up the fact that people are mad because they're waiting in three-hour lines for um, rides, but they forget that in 2019 and 2018, those lines were four and five hours long. They weren't three hours long, Right. So they are limiting capacity right now. They are limiting the number of people that can come in right now. And the only reason they're doing that is if you look, I mean, every day, a week in advance, Magic Kingdom is book solid on Park Pass reservations, right? doesn't matter what time of year. So they're still limiting capacity. They're still not allowing as many people to come through the gate. They're limiting the capacity of our choice. The park is not at its ultimate capacity. Which... Which brings me back to what I was saying before, is if you want to reduce the amount of crowds that come in, right, and not hit capacity all the time, you have to have something there that triggers that. So I hate the park pass reservation system. I hate the fact that in order for me to book a client that's going over Christmas in early November, that I have to look and say, hey, you know, I'd love to book this for you, but on Christmas Day, you're not going to be able to go anywhere. Right, just be upfront and honest with them up the, uh, off the yeah. bat. It's a turnoff to the customer, right? But on the same hand, the other option is to say, "Hey, you can go, but you might not get in every day. We don't know." So that that's it's a it's a so I don't know where to go with that. Look at again in that situation is okay. I can't get in to where my number one choice is, but I've got three other choices. I'm bound to get in somewhere, right? And I mean, look at Epcot's capacity is more than twice that of the Magic Kingdom. That's how they built it that way. Hollywood Studios was much smaller, but expanded with the additional ride capacity that's there. So so that's a situation. The physical capacity for uh, the pathways and walkways, if you're going to enjoy Animal Kingdom as a zoo, is very, very large, right? And, And so those... There's a reason why when you look at these park reservations that even on the fullest days, you're probably going to get into Epcot or Animal Kingdom, right? And there's a reason why people go to their first choice park, but always go to the second hopping park as Epcot because it's so big and they're going to be able to get in half anyways. And they're going to go to their favorite restaurant for dinner and watch, you know, and watch uh, uh, the fireworks show. So we, I mean, we're agreeing, we're disagreeing. I'm just saying, get out of here because, you know, people want to be spontaneous. And for all the work and sweat that we do for people to help them enjoy that, they still want to, they're still kind of cringing at the fact that I wish I had more control and no, I want to, you know what, 
I was going to go to Animal Kingdom, but my kid didn't get to ride Seven Dwarfs Lot. I want to go back to Magic Kingdom tomorrow. Let them go and figure that out and have fun without being shackled into a schedule. Now, what about listening to both your arguments on both sides of it? What about an what about an option where certain days you do need the reservation and certain days you don't? Like again, peak days you would need it again. The holidays, Christmas. Um, Halloween, um, New Year's, Fourth of July, stuff like that. Those are the days you would need the park reservation. And then those other non-peak days that aren't going to see the capacity are the days you wouldn't need a reservation. I know it probably wouldn't settle well for a lot of people, but I feel like that might be a way to kind of make both sides of this happy. Well, clearly old man is... Not happy with this, but he does not compromise for anybody. Nope, never. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on because I think we can beat that one to death. But John, what else do you have? So, one another one on my list that needed to go, um, is either we need to completely redesign the all star resorts or get them stepped up a little bit. I know they're a value resort, and we all know they're value resorts. They're meant to be a certain way for that. Hang on, hang on. I want to hear you say it, because you didn't say it. You said we need to redesign or step them up, but you did not say we need to get rid of. I want to hear you say it. We do need to get rid of the all-star resort. All right. There we go. All right. John I, I, I know I know you're going to sleep well tonight hearing that. I am. I'm going <laughs> to sleep like a freaking king. Um. <laughs> Um, but yes, I, I'm one that frequents the value resorts a lot myself, and this is my least favorite place to stay. Um, pop and art of animation, they just, they just do it so much better to be on that same category. Yes. They're kind of like level one and level one a, but let's get the, let's get them to that one a status or let's completely think of a different way to do this. I know that the rooms and I know that a lot of the amenities now are very similar across the board, but it, it, it's got a bad reputation and there's just a lot of people that do not like them, myself included. And it's just that time. I think we need to think of a better way to do this. I'll be honest with you. I won't even quote them. I, won't I don't, even, I, I don't I won't even quote them. I'll start at pop century you know, I, I'm not opposed to a value resort, but I won't even quote them. Somebody asked me for them. Absolutely. It's your vacation. You can stay wherever you want, but I will not suggest them to people. You know, um, I agree with you because you're staying way the hell away from everything. You're in three massive resorts that are just stacked on top of each other. The amen- amenities are, are minimum and you're still paying $250 to $200 to $250 a night. All you have is bus service, and there's just four parks, Disney Springs, water parks. It's all just bus after bus after bus after bus, right? The only way to save the value resorts, in my opinion, is to blow up all-star sports and bring in the Skyliner and make that area a, a, you know, a station for it. Or have a station at every single one of them and, and whatever. But um, otherwise, I agree with you. That was originally the one i was going to say before i changed it to coronado springs so i'm glad that you said it because it means way more coming from you than it does for me 
trust me, I, 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 I've stayed there once, not by my own choice, because I begged and pleaded. This is before I was a travel, travel uh, planner myself. And I begged and pleaded to stay at pop or art of animation on that value level. And it just, I lost that battle. I lost that battle hard. And towards the end of it, she beat me, with. She beat me. Is it, wrong, <laughs> is it wrong for me to admit I've never stayed at a value or moderate resort? I don't think it's wrong. No. No, it just, it just says who you are. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm have, the guy who eats chulas. <laughs> I have, John. I mean, for Christ's sake, the guy's drinking wine while recording a podcast about drinking at Disney. Come on. I, I, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think he's probably had two bottles by this. It's point. a nice duckhorn Merlot. Yeah, actually, it is. Uh, <laughs> is it duckhorn? Because that would be no, not. Duckhorn's no. a good Merlot. You know, we're accumulating quite a list of things that we would totally get rid of at the Walt Disney World Resort to improve our experiences and the experiences of our clients and just people in general. I mean, we have just racked up a list here that's unbelievable. You know, dare I go further and eliminate more? You shall. <laughs> All right, then. Um, I'm going to get rid of um, something that... I don't know what yet, but I'm going to get rid of something. Oh, I, I, I know. There's two <laughs> things I want to get rid of, and there's, there's two things I'm going to get rid of and um, on my list that you guys haven't got to yet, but it's probably going to cause a bit of controversy with some of our listeners. Um, I'm going to get rid of expensive jeweled mickey mouse ears okay okay all right i mean I, you know i'm a no mouse ears kind of guy but to get rid of these hats that are like thousands of dollars you know or even hundreds of dollars you know fine get a classic mouse ear put it on your head but this is absolutely ridiculous we don't need these competitive situations where you know, Disney fans are seeing how much they can extravagantly spend on these jeweled and glittery mouse ears. Uh, there, there's plenty of other options that are less expensive, but the, these thousand dollars or two thousand dollar ears and these designer ears, this is this is just not what a, a park experience or a vacation is all about. You know, I, there's no need for it. Now, there's nobody in my family that would probably buy these anyway. So it's not like I'm saving myself money by eliminating them. I just think they're so unnecessary and they're like an, an unnecessary like status symbol, like an elitist symbol within the parks that I'm buying these thousand dollars jeweled Mickey Mouse ears. So that's what I get rid of. No glittery mouse ears. Got it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just in case anybody didn't know, Carl does not like glittery mouse ears. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll permit the glittery ones, Ryan, but not these stupid one thousand. You can have glittery mouse ears now. No, 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 wait, in this case, in John, this you can put on your glittery mouse ears. <laughs> you know, if there's one of our dear fellow MVPs that she really wants it. 
We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to buy them or sell them or support it. She wants it. Okay. She's not bothering me. <laughs> We're not going to support it. She's on her own. <laughs> Somebody wants to kick your ass because you're wearing glittery mouse ears. Tough crap. The dudes not, do not have your back. <laughs> no, we don't have your back on it. But, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to protest so much as I did with the thousand dollar jeweled gold lace ruby flippered mouse ears, you know? Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an argument. I don't, that. I don't know. I don't know anybody that's actually willingly spending that kind of money. I, I can we? I got no we, issue with getting rid of that. I think can it's we stupid. merge this because it's probably the same person. So we're gonna merge these into one. People, I'm gonna say women mostly, but people who wear high heels to theme parks. Like, what the hell are you thinking? Like, seriously, you're probably the one wearing the super glittery mouse ears, too. So, okay, that's fine. But why? It's the same people that show up to a football game wearing high heels. And I'm like, this is, it's Chicago. It's December. Why are you wearing high heels to a football game? That's how I feel. It's the same, it's the same concept. Yeah, they have no clue. One so, of the reasons they, they well, do that. All right. So I got one last one that I have written might think of more if you guys toss out more but i want to get rid of flatbread pizza in the parks <laughs> it's terrible it doesn't matter where you go it doesn't matter if you're in pinocchio village house or if you're in sunshine terrace or if you're in anywhere else that offers i i am hesitantly okay with the pizza that they serve in the quick service places 24 7 okay I'm not going to say it's good, but I'm okay with it. It's edible. The flatbread pizzas are terrible. Every single location they're offered anywhere at Walt Disney World Resort, and they just need to go. Just replace them. Give me a freaking, give me a, give me a foldover pizza. Give me a, I don't care. Give me a slice instead of a flatbread. Give me, give me a freaking san turkey sandwich. I don't, it's better than that crap. So yeah, flatbread pizzas. Adios. No argument here. Nope, none on my end here. I mean, that makes sense. Retired Jungle Cruise skippers, get rid of them. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's this show. I mean, that's... Oh, wait, yeah, then we wouldn't exist anymore. That'd be a problem. <laughs> I wonder if I couldn't go to the park, what, it, what life would be like. You'd have more money in your pocket. I know. What, would I have lost happiness? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think I think if somebody told you you could never drink around the world at Epcot again, you'd just crawl into a corner and cry. I would. Yeah, I would. Now I want to get back on the attraction thing. Um, I just want to eliminate Tomorrowland Speedway, please. Yes. Done. Yes. Thank you for saying that one. Yes. Done. All right. Does anyone else have any anything along those lines? I mean, yes. We we've done shows on piss poor attractions uh i would get rid of uh um, rattle them off everybody go ahead i would yeah <laughs> i would definitely get rid of country bear jamboree okay. i would get i would get rid of um uh the tiki room i would get rid of i i'm like literally circling around the park in my head this could be a while guys this this could be a whole month <laughs> Which rides would you get rid of? All of them. Uh, bathrooms. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. The tangled bathrooms would be gone. Um, yeah. There, 
I think there's a there's a lot of attractions that I would probably get rid of just because I think you can update and put new and better stuff in there. Right. John, how about you? Anything on the attraction side you'd bail out on? Um, let's think here. Um, I feel Astro Orbiters needs an update or get rid of it. Bounce it. Um, it's just a weenie at this point. It really I is. Sometimes you need a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you uh, get steak blocked. Uh, <laughs> um, Buzz uh, Lightyear spin um, that needs a up update or something else. Get rid of, get rid of. Are you gonna get rid of it, or are you gonna? I mean, get rid point, of everything in Tomorrowland except for the the people mover and and maybe the uh, carousel of progress. Oh, so those those can stay. Oh, you're going to get rid of Space Mountain, eh? No, I said Space Mountain can stay. Oh, okay. I'd be okay with Space Mountain going, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it needs it, it needs a complete rebuild, but that's neither here nor there for the show. Um, I would I, get a charge for parking. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right? I mean, the parking, like, parking at your hotels, parking at the lots, I'm spending an arm and a leg factor in you know give, charge me five bucks more a ticket and get rid of the 25 dollars charge for parking right because think about it if i got a family of four and i charge five dollars more a ticket that's 20 bucks a car right so you're you're gonna break even it just feels like i'm being nickeled and dimed and then i'm at a hotel i'm spending at the contemporary seven to nine hundred dollars a night and you're gonna nickel and dime me for another you know every night for for parking for 25 that's the best part i love i love listen when all hotels do this right it's right. like i can go stay at a holiday inn express and i can get free internet but if i go stay in if i go stay at a four seasons it's 48.95 a night <laughs> why it's the same right. internet right yeah well there you have it folks we have parceled away disposed of eliminated and canned lots of things at the Walt Disney World Resort in an effort to make your next vacation more enjoyable. So until next time, later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media, on Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation Planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and Global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel.